It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. Hello. Hello and welcome to day five. Day five of the last 90 days, first day of the rest of your life. Welcome, good morning, hello. Anybody there? I see it, I see human beings populating the live stream this morning. It is uh, Dave, I am married to Rachel, Dave Hollis here. Uh, in the loneliest room of the Hollis house, the uh, place where Milady, the captain of our ship, usually is here helping steer the Titanic away from icebergs. Doesn't sound like a good way to start a motivational conversation about the best days of our lives being ahead of us. Uh, good morning. Rachel Hollis, as you may be aware, uh, is my wife, my best friend, my lady, my partner in business, my partner in all things last 90 days, and a traveling fool. Uh, so Rachel is making her way today from the woods of Tennessee. Come on home, honey. I'm so excited. Uh, she had the opportunity, if you saw yesterday, uh, she had the opportunity to hang out with two people who were able to pour into her in, um, in just like every kind of way, as friends, as uh, people who are chasing business, who are trying to balance what you do professionally with what you do personally, and I'm kind of blurry. Uh-oh, hold on, hold on. Let me just see if I actually turned on the stinking Wi-Fi. You know what? I turned on the Wi-Fi a little bit late. Now it's paused, it's reconnecting. Oh, geez, I am so sorry, Instagram. This is what happens when Rachel Hollis is not here. We basically hang on by a thread. Um, anyway, she had the opportunity to go recharge her batteries to, um, to just be in community with other women, which um, as they talked about on the live stream, is a harder than it sounds kind of thing. Um, it's, um, it's neat to think that, man, you're just gonna grow up and be an adult and have uh, unbelievably close friends, but guess what? Um, it takes work and it's hard sometimes to find people that can relate to the situations that you find yourself in that can consistently show up and that um, can be in a relationship that gives as much as it hopes to take. And uh, man, she found that in these two really decent and wonderful human beings in Jenna and Amy. And I'm so happy that she had the chance to spend four full days hanging out, doing their friendship thing. Uh, I'm also excited because um, they each have uh, built businesses that live and intersect in the space that we ultimately are also living and working in. And so I'm excited to hear all the tips and tricks that um, they come back with. We've had a lot of conversation over time about how important it is to surround yourself with people that um, are stronger than you in certain parts of your life. And these women have strengths that Rachel or I don't necessarily have yet. And so to be able to sit with them and learn from them and not be threatened um, by them or, you know, live inside of some scarcity mindset that if 
they were to help her, that somehow it could compromise them, or that if Rachel were to help them, it might in some way compromise us. Forget that. Those are that's ridiculous. There's enough to go around for everybody. Uh, so I'm excited to have her come back. We're gonna um, hopefully have a pretty relaxing weekend, but the weekend is in fact the topic of conversation today because we're heading into a couple of days where if you are hoping that it will go well, but are not planning for how it will go, you are not necessarily setting yourself up for success. And I want you all to be successful during day six and day seven of this challenge because momentum is a huge part of how we're gonna make it through to 90 days. And if you make it through, when you make it through, not if, but when you make it through, um, you're gonna fundamentally feel like you have changed your life. So um, the, first, the first thing I would say is, it's on the dang journal. This is just a proof, don't worry, they look prettier than this. Hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a strategy. What is your plan for this weekend? Um, and you may not be a person that normally is really deliberate and really thoughtful for how you're time blocking every hour of the weekend. But I would recommend that you be a little more deliberate about how you're thinking about this weekend so that the things that might normally have shown up in a weekend that could have pulled you off track from being really consistent with this five to thrive or this best version of yourself, um, that they just won't show up because you will have uh, created something that helps minimize the chance for distraction. Um, a, a line that Rachel has said plenty of times, and I'm gonna steal it right now, is the price of your new life is your old one, right? The price of your new life is your old one. So if you're a person who has historically enjoyed certain things on weekends, you indulge a little bit in a drinking night on a Friday, or you sleep in extra long on a Saturday, or you do whatever your thing is, right? Whatever the thing is in your old life, the price of your new life, the price of growing and becoming this better version of yourself is the sacrifice of some of the things that you used to have in your life. It's Canadian Thanksgiving. Hello. Uh, I don't uh, even know what that means other than I'm appreciative of the fact that Thanksgiving happens here in November and happens there apparently this weekend. Uh, and if your Thanksgiving is anything like our Thanksgiving, the price of your new life is your old one, right? The price of your Thanksgiving in Canada this weekend may be a departure from the way that you have traditionally shown up to Thanksgiving in Canada. Not saying you can't still enjoy it or be present or be connecting in community or do all of those things, but you better have a plan for how Thanksgiving this year in Canada shows up so that you can maintain the momentum come Monday to have a great day eight, right? So um, a lot of times this comes back to this idea of habits. And uh, we, I will say like each week there is going to be a different topic. This first week was just about getting people comfortable and uh, on board with just the idea of what the five to thrive were. 
I know that if you're on right now, you probably have a sense of what they are, but real quick, getting up an hour earlier and doing something for yourself, moving your body for 30 minutes every single day, getting your water, half your body weight in ounces of water every single day, giving up one category of food. I have given up bread, which is spilled into carbs, hello, and uh, gratitude, focusing on the 10 things every day that happened in your day that will um, help you just focus your mind on gratitude instead of any other emotion, especially the negative emotions that could pull you down. Um, the, the, the things though, in coming into a weekend that you have to be conscientious of. I was saying that we're gonna have a theme each week. The theme this week was just getting everyone up to speed on what those five things are. Next week, we're gonna talk about habits, right? Habits, this whole exercise is an exercise in habits, right? We're trying to create a rhythm for how you do life so that you show up for your life in the way that you wanna show up, okay? Habits, very simply, and like I said, we're going to talk about this next week, are something happens. You are triggered. You are triggered by something that has happened in your life. You have a routine, something that usually happens after that trigger shows up. And as a result of performing your routine, you get a reward of some kind. So I'll give you an example of how habits have shown up for me that I have had to, during this week, find a different routine to disrupt my habit. I come home from work. I am tired like you might be from having worked a full day. I am this week, because Rachel is in the middle of the Tennessee Hills, um, you know, hanging out with four kids who all deserve and want to have a present father, and I'm excited about that, and there have been times where the trigger for being able to transition from work Dave to dad Dave has come with a happy hour cocktail. But I, uh, in the interest of disrupting that habit, uh, have made a decision that I'm not going to have my work transition into dad cocktail when Rachel Hollis is not here because happy hour is something that we're gonna do together. So when I get home, I have a trigger. Hello, four kids. I love you guys. You are awesome. And the trigger usually produced a routine. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna have a drink. But this week, I am proud to say five days in, not one day while Rachel Hollis was gone have I had a drink of alcohol. And instead, uh, I, changed up the routine. I went outside and did something with the kids in that minute. We moved our bodies, we jumped around, we chased each other on bikes, we did something, and I got a reward. The reward was that transition period from having come out of my work self into my dad self was all of a sudden now able to pivot in a way that it hadn't traditionally, hadn't previously. Um, you have habits. Like, if you don't think you have habits, I'm here to tell you, you have habits. And each of you has a time of day that might trigger you more often than not. 
a scenario, a situation that might trigger you more often than not. And every single time that trigger shows up, you have a routine that ultimately produces the reward, right? Knowing what your habits are, or maybe even more importantly, knowing what your triggers are and how you've traditionally shown up for yourself with your routine is really important so that if you want to do something that breaks your traditional routine, you can catch yourself before you do. So here's the headline. We're walking into a weekend where you, I, all of us have routines. We have habits. And you are now committed to a challenge that is going to require you to fundamentally transition from the old you to the new you. So you have to be conscientious today on Friday of what your trigger is, how your trigger usually produces a routine, and whether that routine is aligned with this great version of you that you are showing up as during the first five days of this because you are you are your habits. You are these things that you do, and a lot of times they're unconscious. But the difference between you on Monday morning, coming to this live stream when we're back together, having conquered Saturday and Sunday intact, not having strayed with the thing that you've given up for food, or not having strayed for not having exercise, or not having strayed with your wife. If you get here on Monday, not if, when, when you get here on Monday, the momentum that you are going to have on day eight, the mindset that you are going to have on day eight, the way that you're going to feel about yourself on day eight will be monumentally different than if you're coming out of a posture of having made decisions, consciously or unconsciously, that had you having to start back over on day eight. Right? So think about what your triggers are. What are they? When are they? How are they? Like, right? Think about them. How, when your triggers show up, do you usually show up as a part of your routine, consciously or unconsciously? And how can you today, with your calendar, set some framework that positions you for success? Right? Think about that. Um, that's number one. Number two, I, was, uh, I got a note from somebody in DMs yesterday, and man, I love this idea because I really think the searching for gratitude portion of this is such a game changer in just your overall mindset, the way that you uh, deal with anxiety or the negative emotions that might just happen as life shows up. Being consistent with writing down 10 things every single day that you are grateful for means, I know that everyone can do math, but man, I didn't realize this until someone sent this to me in a note, that at the end of this challenge, you are gonna have a chronicle of 900 things that you are grateful for. 900 things. Like, there are times when I'm struggling to think of one or two things that I can be grateful for, but come end of December, I'm gonna have almost a thousand things in a journal that on any given day, I can open up and remind myself of the abundance that I have to be grateful for. And that reminder 
Hopefully, when life, not if life, but when life throws the curveball your way, will let you reset your, your mind into a, into a state that just says, you know what, gosh, yeah, today might be tough, but look at these 900 things that I've been able to be grateful for over the last three months. Woo! That is life-changing. That is amazing. I just, I love, I love that. I'm excited about that. Um, so uh, momentum is everything. Getting to Monday is everything. Planning for the weekend is everything. And here's the one thing for me and maybe for you that is uh, right now on Friday, I'm acknowledging this is going to be the hardest thing for me. And that is that I am a great negotiator. And the person that I negotiate with best is myself, right? I have this crazy faulty logic thing that can happen every once in a while where I've just done five consecutive days of getting up early, of working out every day, of focusing on gratitude. I've drank all the water. I haven't eaten my bread. Frankly, it's spilled into not eating carbs. I haven't had any alcohol. Like I am, whoo, I am a great version of me. And the way my brain, this twisted thing works is that when I get some trigger later on today, it's going to say, you know what, Dave, you deserve a break. You've been so good. You've done so many good things for so many days in a row. What's, what's, a, quick, what's a quick pause from eating that thing? What, what's a, have a couple of beers. It's not going to hurt anybody to have a couple. Just have a couple of beers. It, I, my brain starts to rationalize that the investment that I've made so far is permission for me to stop this thing that has me feeling so great. And then I have to really say, one, not today, Satan. You're dang right. I've seen so many people use it, and I'm telling you, it feels like there's some kind of Satan spiritual warfare-ness in the way that my brain works. But I have to push myself to the version of me that has been convinced by my faulty logic to deviate from this plan and how disappointing it feels to start back over. How frustrating it feels to not keep a promise to yourself. How, um, how proud I feel today on Friday, day five. And we're only on day five. And so I have to just keep speaking out loud the don't listen to the ridiculous way that your brain will try and twist this into something that you should walk away from because you've been good, you can now be bad because you've achieved, you can take a day off. I want to get to the end of the 90 days and just be killing it because I'm gonna then have a 2019 that jumps off of a place that is already on such a high level. Um, so just be conscientious. If you are like me, if you, if you find yourself negotiating with yourself or, um, or even if you find yourself surrounded by people who are helping convince you that you've been so good, why not take a day off? Um, you have to decide whether you want to 
let their negotiation power influence the commitments that you're making, right? Um, I, the idea of like your, the, the, the price of your new life is, is, the, is your old one, that the, the cost of your new life is your old one is important. But I also think if your life is not aware, is not familiar with the choice that you've made, I don't know that they're gonna be a help to you staying on track. What do I mean? Like my kids are um, very aware of the choice that we're making as a part of this challenge. Obviously my spouse is aware of this choice that we're making. Our friends are aware of the choice that we're making. So like, I'm not getting invited to Torchy's Tacos tonight. I mean, I love Torchy's Tacos and anyone uh, on almost any other day ought to invite me to Torchy's so that I can have myself some chips and queso. But I'm not getting that invite right now because my circle, my crew, knows that I made this commitment. And if you're in this, but you're in it by yourself, if you're in this, but you're not letting the people around you know of what in this means, um, the chances that they're gonna help negotiate you out of doing this are just that much higher. Uh, so I'd encourage you to, and, and by the way, like you can't like, be a shrew about it and rub it in their face, especially if you're, if it's your spouse, like if you're, if your spouse isn't in on a, a 90 day challenge, that's their choice. Uh, but don't let their choice become your choice. Like don't let the fact that they don't want to get up early or that they don't believe in giving up a food group or that they don't want to drink water. Have you questioning if what, if there's worth or value in you giving it up? There is, you know that there is because you've already in five days seen the power of committing to something. Uh, and if you can um, become comfortable in the discomfort, you're gonna grow. I said it uh, two days ago, you, you, you can't grow inside your comfort zone. A lot of you have been pushed outside of your comfort zone, even if it's a little bit scary to commit to something that feels bigger than you can handle, uh, you're gonna grow because of having committed to something that makes you uncomfortable. Uh, last thing I'll say, then we're gonna open up for questions. Uh, the latest podcast, of Rise Together is up and out. It came out yesterday. It was the opening keynote that I did as a response to Rachel's opening keynote from our live couples conference, which is also called Rise Together. Um, and in it, I talk about three big things. Like she gave a conversation about how like personal growth and personal development and doing all of these things for yourself are just like wired into her DNA. And she felt like from day one, she needed to go, wanted to go be like a better version of herself. And my conversation was honestly that I really struggled with the idea that people reaching for personal development weren't broken. That as a man saying that I needed help from someone else or that I could be better didn't implicate me as not already being enough or in some way implied that I was weak. And so it took a little bit of work to get to a place where I could really embrace personal development and being a better version of myself every day as a, just a mindset. Um, the three things that got me from where I was to where I am, I actually think really do apply to last 90 days. And the three things are limiting beliefs, the lies that we tell ourselves that keep us from being the best versions of ourselves. I give examples of what they are, and I even give examples of what mine are. 
And if you don't know what yours are, you all have them. I, I still have limiting beliefs. You have limiting beliefs. If you don't know what yours are, you will not be able to navigate around them to become the best version of yourself. So the first one is, is limiting beliefs. The second one is mindset. Uh, we've had conversations on live stream before about the idea of growth mindset versus fixed mindset. I was a fixed mindset person for a long, long time. And having embraced a growth mindset, my future has unbelievably more potential than it did when I thought that I was already as smart as, as complete as I, I was going to be. So growth and fixed mindset. And the third one is motivation, intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation. Um, are you motivated because you just have this passion, this thing in your bones, in your soul that says, I want to be a better version of myself? Or are you extrinsic, extrinsically motivated, which is things outside of you motivate you into doing other things. If you are intrinsically motivated, the staying power of your reaching for bigger and better things just will last unbelievably longer than if you are dependent on somebody creating a stick or a carrot to motivate you. Um, the last one, intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation. Um, that's something in real time with this challenge that you have to decide, are you doing this for yourself? Are you doing this because you've made a commitment and a promise to yourself and you keep promises to yourself? Or are you doing this for other people? Are you doing this for uh, other people inside of social? Are you doing this for the people inside of your life? Um, there are good and bad in both. If you choose this for yourself, the chance that you'll get to the end, I think, are stronger and higher, but I also believe that extrinsically being motivated to do this so that you can model how reaching for a better version of yourself is, is a great thing to your children or to your partner or to whatever it might be um, can also be great. But anyway, uh, that was a long pitch for listening to a conversation about personal development on the Rise Together podcast. If you have, uh, it's about 40 minutes worth of time. I think it will help this conversation that we are having today for the last 90 days um, because it just fundamentally changed the way that I think about pursuing a goal and, um, and reaching for a better version of me. So with that, we're on day five. The most important message was the very first message, which is the weekend is coming. There is no live stream tomorrow or Sunday. There are no emails coming uh, until Sunday afternoon from Rachel Hollis. You are, as it were, on your own. Not really, there's a whole community of people here. You're on your own as a community. So, what is your plan? How have you meal planned the weekend, scheduled out the weekend, made sure that you have someone to help so that you can get your fitness in on the weekend? Not worry so much about your water, not worried as much about your gratitude, but those first three, if you don't have a calendar that reflects your commitment to this, the chances of being successful and showing up here Monday morning saying that you are still just as on fire as you are today is going to be hard. So uh, with that, are there any questions? Can you cheat on Sunday? No. This is an everyday challenge, and the idea of cheating 
uh, honestly, I think psychology-wise is a weird word to use. This, this thing uh, shouldn't feel like something that you have to cheat from. Um, so if, I, I would encourage you to try and find a way to get your head into a space that doesn't make it feel like you want to necessarily cheat on. You all wake up at the same times on weekends or as weekdays. We do, but we're also crazy. Um, but we do in part because we're still uh, in the process of writing the two of us. And so being able to get that time in the morning before the kids are awake so that we can focus on um, us, but focus on this thing that we're doing, which is writing, is important. So um, we do. But really, I would say, if you normally get up earlier in the week than you do on the weekend, you'd still get up an hour early on the weekend so you can have time for you. It just might be later than the weekdays, and that's okay. Can you remind people that water is water is water, not iced tea, not juice, etc.? Well, that's real. Uh, I've had people ask, like, can I drink LaCroix? No. Um, can you put, like, lemon in your water? Absolutely. Throw, throw some citrus in your water. Drink your water. Um, but water is water. We're shooting for water, and uh, we should uh, stick to that. How do you get up early for yourself when your two-year-old likes to wake up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m.? That's hard. Uh, Two-year-olds can be that way. If they're getting up at 6, I'd encourage you to get up at 5. Our kids, because of, I mean, God bless Texas schools. Let's go. Uh, my kids have to be up at 6.15 so that they can be ready to leave the house by just after 7 a.m. So we're getting up at 5 so that we can uh, do our thing for ourselves, you know, get a little prayer time in, meditation in, get a little uh, writing in, do the things that are about us and us only until those crazy children get up and uh, distract us from anything else we want to do. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, Canadians. Uh, I mean, Thanksgiving and a gratitude challenge seems like they go hand in hand. So I'm excited about that. Uh, where do you start if you were never taught to dream big? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would start by um, the, the exercise that Rachel did in her uh, uh, keynote, two episodes, like not this episode, but last episode on the Rise Together podcast. She did a visualization, uh, like a, almost like a guided meditation where she had people imagine the best version of themselves 10 years from now. And uh, I would really encourage you to um, try to be unbelievably specific about what the best version of you looks like, because that version, like what do they, what, what do you eat and how do you, how fit are you? And then what, what time do you get up and then where do you work and what do you drive? Like the, what does your life look like? Then you can start, you know, like kind of pulling back from that and, and having a conversation about what dreams would be an, a requirement to become the version of you you hope to be a decade from now. Uh, going on vacation for a week, planning to stay on this. That, Cindy, extra credit, flying for eight hours, need ideas for food to take. Um, you know, meal, meal prep is a thing that we do on Sundays. So I don't know if you're familiar with the idea of meal prep, but meal prep is just being deliberate about, for, for me, it's way more about snacks. So like I can do carrots and hummus all day long, making bags, little Ziploc bags that I reuse environment uh, of carrots. And then um, having a thing of hummus at my desk. I try to have my snacks at the same kind of time every day. Um, mixed nuts and ends up being a thing that also pretty good. 
uh, helps keep you not feeling as hungry. Uh, we have little packets of uh, uh, like peanut butter or almond butter that uh, you know can be used as well. So anyway, you got to do you. Uh, let's see, are you watching the OU Texas game this weekend? Oh yeah, I forgot that that existed, but yes, uh, we will be doing that. We haven't yet like fully immersed ourselves in the uh, college football scene. We came out of um, Rachel not having attended college. I went to Pepperdine. They had a great intramurals football team. So college football is a newer thing to us. But man, in Texas, they take it very seriously. I'm nervous to wear anything because everybody is so crazy about what they root for that I just feel like I've gotten wrong every time I put a jersey on. Uh, it'll come. We're only here for you know four months now, so uh, it'll show up. All right, it is 8.35 a.m. Central Coast. Nope, Central Standard Time. Uh, I hope that everyone has themselves a fantastic weekend. Remember, hope, it is not a strategy. You need to today figure out how your weekend is gonna go so that you can stick to it. I appreciate y'all being here. Ray Ray Hollis, the captain of the ship, she's gonna be back on Monday. And uh, we'll be excited to see everyone then. Have yourself a great week. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at the Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die. <laughs>